When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Everything about this moment in history seems uniquely designed to challenge our mental health. We are suffering, we need answers, and we need help. That's why I'm so thrilled to be partnering with Sound Mind Live and Consequence of Sound to host their new podcast series, Going There. I'm Dr. Mike Friedman, clinical psychologist and life coach. With Going There, I will talk with musicians who struggle with their mental health, just like us. After all, mental illness affects us all. And the same artists who have stepped up to share their wonderful work with us are now sharing the intimate details of their journey in living with mental illness. We are going to ask the tough questions, and we're going to have the difficult conversations, all so that we can learn from each other. But more importantly, to shine a light on the difficult topic of mental illness so that we can all come out of the darkness and get the care we need. So we hope you join us on this journey. Going there. The crossroads where music and mental health meet. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, the, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you. 
And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to check out this series, making your way here. I hope you like what you hear enough to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Three brand new interviews every week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us uh, where you're listening right now, of course. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, anywhere you like to get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with, hit that subscribe button. We'll take care of the rest. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with Gracie Abrams, who uh, debuted her very first album just uh, over the summer in 2020. It's called Minor. She and I are not only going to talk about the new album Minor, but also a single that she just released in December that has nothing to do with that album, but also has everything to do thematically with what she was singing about on Minor. It's a song called Brush Fire. The two line up together. I'll hear the story, the backstory on that and writing it and co-writing as well. She hasn't had a lot of that, but especially on this one, she teamed up with, um, well, one of the folks she teamed up with was uh, Tobias Gesso Jr. So I want to hear about that experience and then her writing within uh, within Minor, the album. Uh, there's a song called 21. It's really interesting to me because it has her projecting into the future, her future self, to see what happened in the past future projection for the past. It's an interesting way of writing. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, some of those writing tricks that she's tackled on this set. Uh, Being inspired by Lord's Pure Heroine album in her early days, finding her own voice so you can't just hear her influences all over this record. It really does sound like her. And she'll tell us about her next set of songs, which maybe, maybe takes a less personal, more worldly direction within them. So, without further ado, it's Kyle Meredith with Gracie Abrams. I'm good, how are you? It's a pleasure to talk to you. I've enjoyed your music so much, you know, kind of getting to know what you're putting out there. I We'll start even beyond the new record. Now I'll kind of go backwards a little bit because you've already got another single out uh, with Brush Fire, which is a, it's a pretty quick follow-up, but I guess it, it, there is some connection. Is that what I read? Yeah, I just felt like it was, it's kind of, Brush Fire falls into the subject matter, I guess, more of what Minor was. And I, 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 I'm kind of being intentional right now in terms of what I'm working on to not make the same record twice. And so I wanted Brush Fire to kind of serve as a, as a bookend for that time period in my life. Yeah. yeah. Was it written sort of in the same sessions or just close together? Just close together, just a bit after. Um, I wrote it with Tobias Jesso Jr. and Blake Sotkin, who are both just like two of the greatest people I've ever met and also incredibly talented and good at what they do. So it was just a fun day, but we all kind of decided we're like, this kind of feels more like minor world rather than the newer stuff. So I, I was really grateful that I got to put it out when I did. Yeah, Tobias is doing some really interesting stuff. I've kind of had my eye on him for, for the last couple of years. What, yeah. what does Tobias bring to the table for you as a, as a collaborator? So much, like so much. He's just like, he's got such an energy that like, it's a very contagious thing, but he's also very like intense in a great way because it's it's like his, he's a writer in a way that I've never kind of like worked with anyone like him because of how, well, first of all, I think because he's so unique and he's just like one of one, but also like my experience with co-writes is pretty limited because I, I don't do them very often. Mm-hmm. But in terms of keys, like as a music nerd, like I just want to sit and not speak and just watch 
him work because he is like a literal wizard. Like when he sits at keys, he's just like, I don't even like, sometimes I, f- I felt guilty suggesting melodies sometimes over what he was doing. Cause I just wanted to hear the piano and he's just a, he's just a great person and a friggin' terrific writer and yeah, surreal to have worked with him. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, when, when you talk about co-writing like that, especially since you really have dipped into both worlds now, obviously doing it on your own and with other people to be writing about personal stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of relationship happening with minor with brush fire. Is there a give and take with that? Is there is there a point where you have to just kind of let everybody I mean, well, I guess when you're writing with someone else, is there a point where you sort of have to let go of any of your original thoughts, plan, concept with that? Yes, in that, like, I feel like being a good collaborator or like teammate in any, you know, you know, whether it's because I did like team sport growing up, it's like you don't you 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 can have like a goal, but it's like, you don't want to dominate a room ever. And I think like what I love about the people that I've worked with so far is that like, we all just want to make the best song Mm -hmm. that we can possibly make and getting to know each other in the process is a really beautiful thing. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a weird activity to like meet someone and then write about your personal lives. Cause it's so much more intimate than at least I get with most people on a daily basis. And it's really like in scheduling a session like that. Anyway, you're kind of to a degree, at least in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I am like putting a day on the calendar to like open up about all my shit. So it, it's great. Like I, it's definitely super therapeutic. It's why I've like always written in my life anyway, is to kind of use it as an outlet selfishly. So it's funny, but it's like worth it all the time. It's always a learning experience, yeah. if nothing else. It, it is interesting listening to it sort of as a as the whole piece, as minor and, and even including Brushfire on there, because I don't know, you know, how much of this ends up being about one person, how how close it comes to being a concept record. But but still, when writing about relationships, uh, even if it's one or, or multiple people, over the course of, of many songs, over the course yeah. of a whole record, do you try to find a new entry point? Because obviously we're talking about maybe the most infamous subjects of all time when it comes to songwriting, you know, maybe maybe this is the one. Do you find that you want to find a new entry point? Does it come to that? Yes, but not even in a, it it wasn't, it wasn't like, I know for a fact, I don't want to write about relationships anymore. And so brush fires coming out at the end of the year that minor came out to, it really wasn't that I, I, I was, it was a weird moment for me feeling very done writing about it just in the moment that I was like this I'm finished right now because I was never expecting there to be like closure in the way that I think people assume I didn't even believe in that I was like there's no way that like a person can like heal their traumas or whatever through but it's like that actually like kind of like it kind of works so I felt uh I felt like I was forced to start writing about something else because my brain was like you're done like no more so I'm excited that's why I, I wanted Brush Fire to come out when it did and um and in terms of the n- new music it's like it definitely I mean it, it, it feels very me um but it isn't the same record and so I'm relieved that I'm that I got out of that to be honest yeah. I want to hear a little bit about that, but but I do want to ask about a couple of the songs um, before we completely leave minor territory yeah. here. Uh, 21, I thought was really interesting because of 
the viewpoint that you're you're taking here because it seems to me future projecting to look at your past. I mean, am, yeah. I, am I hearing? It's like imagining what you're going to think ten years from now about something that happened five years ago or whatever. That's accurate. Yeah. How did that How did that happen for you? So that song, uh, there are lots of of lyrics that were pulled directly from my journal, but that song was the first session um, that I ever had with Joel Little and Sarah Aaron's was in the room as well. She's like, she's one of my closest friends now. And just like, obviously she's as talented as we all know she is, but uh, it was the three of us. And Joel has a couple years on Sarah and I, um, Sarah has a couple years on me, but we were kind of talking about this relationship and, and whatever. And I don't really ever get to, it's rare that I'm in rooms collaborating with people that are older than me by a bit. Cause it's just by circumstance. Like I work pretty predominantly with Blake Slotkin, who's two years older than I am, but you know, uh, it's all the same. And so talking to Joel, I was kind of like, I was intrigued by all of it because he is who he is. And I've been such a fan of his since pure heroin came out. Um, and I, that was like kind of the age where I started like, discovering music on my own and feeling really drawn to that kind of sound and, and listening to his perspective and feedback and like advice on the relationship. I was like, this is kind of, I'm never going to like feel, I don't know. I just don't open up to like older men about my like heart often. So we all kind of just wanted to take advantage of it, but it, it, it obviously it happened very naturally, which was so fun and like, exciting and unexpected kind of because I was nervous going into it but yeah I mean Sarah and Joel are like they're the greatest yeah it's it's just an interesting exercise in in writing I guess because you do you have to imagine yourself in the future to a certain degree of what you know I don't know how much how many of us take that opportunity to kind of think that think about that it's weird it's definitely like uh, yeah it's to like being I don't know if it's self-awareness or if it's anxiety or what but it can be tiring to like live in that headspace for sure but at least we got a song out of it so absolutely and a great song a uh, friend you. is one that we we've been playing around wfbk a lot um the melody i love the melody so much in that one I, i'm kind of asking the broad question here too about the kind of the creation of that one because um you know it's one of those songs that's just as hummable as it is singable and I, that's, that's those are my favorite songs you know that's so nice thank you yeah that song um i Love that song. <laughs> we started writing it um, from a different place. I was feeling uh, like anger and frustration, which I don't normally write songs um, when I feel that way. It's it's like harder for me historically to like articulate that feeling. And and with friend, I was able to to write the song, and uh, I'm glad that I did because I think it's it's kind of more. It's less, it's less sad to me and it's more kind of like an F you in a way. It's kind of just like looking back and, and feeling very over it. And it's like, I appreciate that it has its moment on, on the record because it made me feel like a slightly grittier person than I think I would have otherwise felt had it only been like songs about weeping. <laughs> like there are no tears in this one or just mad. <laughs> cathartic moments that's what it is yeah cathartic moments yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah you know reading some of your other interviews um it, it, you you self-described music nerd at the beginning of this that's that's a, that's how you just uh 
Uh, so what you, what you said about yes. yourself, you know, hearing you talk about it, at least some of your influences, some of the artists that you were into in the past, I'm, I'm looking at the list here, you know, we're talking about the greats, uh, Joni, uh, Elvis Costello, uh, you covered the Beatles recently. It's not obvious in your songwriting. And I find that that's really interesting, too, because a lot of times with, you know, first albums or whatever, you can kind of look through and be like, oh, yeah, no, I can hear probably what they were into or anything like that stuff doesn't show up obvious. Did, do you try to kind of keep that in the background? Is that conscious? No, I I don't. I um, when I well, it's it's kind of why I called the project minor ultimately, uh, because I wrote minor when I was 17 and it was the first I wrote the song just like straight through. Um, without going back and like revising it. It was very weird. I just like was in kind of like this daze and I wrote the song and it was the first time where I had written something and then not immediately compared myself to artists that I love, which was like a pretty exhausting exercise in the past. Obviously, if you like are obsessed with the greats as you so rightfully describe them, it's like to write anything and then feel like, okay, clearly I'm not that good. Like, I didn't even think about considering any kind of comparison after I wrote Minor because it was just what I like needed to say. It really was like a cathartic thing. And, and I remember that feeling so well. And so when I made the rest of the project, I really wanted, I didn't put a song on the project that made me feel different than that. Like I wanted it to all be music that, just happened and wasn't forced and wasn't trying to be this or that. Um, so no, it's, I don't, I definitely, I'm not trying to not sound like anyone, but I'm also definitely not trying to sound like anyone. I just am trying to write what feels honest. And so that's what minor is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the key moment of any artist finding their own voice. I know that's an important moment right there uh, yeah. so that's that's now in its own box what, what you've done here and you're moving on you know kind of just combing through what you're talking about online and everything um I, i'm interested about your new direction because they're definitely at least you know social media wise there seems to be a, a much more worldly take on what you're you're talking about on there politically maybe is that is that what we can expect are you going to tackle that type of songwriting i mean not forced or intentionally but it, I mean like I think it's hard um like I've never I've never been able to write about anything other than what I'm feeling um and thinking about and what's kind of like weighing on me or or triggering me or whatever and this past year especially like has been so intense for everyone I think it's really hard to not feel um like torn up over everything to a degree and so like I I definitely I'm not looking to write a record about the state of our world, but I definitely like, how can you not feel towards everything going on? And I, I, I don't think that I need to be explicit necessarily, but also like, if I am, then great. Like, I think I just, I just can't really separate the writing and the feeling. And, and so who knows, we'll see. I'm not even sure entirely yet, but I'll keep you posted. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, especially with everything going on, I mean, politics, environmentally, uh, you know, if, as you said, if you're just being true to yourself, those are things going to be naturally coming up. So I, I don't think I find that yeah. surprising at all. Uh, yeah. I love what you've done so far. 
Thank you. The poetry that you put in these songs is so impressive. I didn't get to compliment that. And your Thanks. That's so sweet. Great. So, thank so you. Gracie, yeah, congratulations on this. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk thank about you. it too. And, uh, yeah, it was so nice to meet you. I really, I'm hopefully in person next time. Absolutely. We'll see you around whenever that thank happens. You. Yeah, stay safe, please. Yeah, <laughs> Have a good care. one. My thanks to Gracie Abrams again. The uh, new record is called Minor. The latest single is called Brushfire. Thanks to you for checking out this episode as well. Before you get out, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Three brand new interviews a week. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, where you can find the video version of this interview or anywhere you like to get your podcast from. Just uh, type in Kyle Meredith with hit subscribe. Then head to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Please do like and follow along there as well. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Jen, and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside, and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. <laughs> that's the only reason we call him that. I'm not, no other reasons at all. None <laughs> at all. Whatever. So every, <laughs> every week, we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frosts. <laughs> and then we make fun of it more or less. Or explain its deceptive feminism. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.